Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. So Molly, this is your first podcast ever? First podcast. First time caller, long time listener. I think they say that, right? (laughs) Did you ever do sports interviews like after games and stuff? I did. I was never awesome at them. Why not? I don't know. They, I feel like in the run of play for you to explain what's happening then after it's like having to really retrace your steps versus like, okay, I just need to put the ball in the back of the net. (laughs) Do you feel like you, did you like them though? After you like had a good game? For sure. Would you be like, oh, that's cool. So like, it'd be fun to do interviews. Yeah. Humble brag. Yeah. I kind of, I enjoyed the media part of it of like getting to rewatch yourself and them like tagging a highlight on after or something. So it was definitely, it wasn't cringe. Like I wasn't cringe about it but wasn't great at it. After a while, were you like, ugh, that's just a crappy newspaper? Or be like, ooh, that was a big newspaper? I feel like like, the Marquette Wire was the newspaper, and I feel like they only ever wrote about women's soccer when it was something, like, super important. So it was never, like, a silly article. It was always, they seemed to be telling more of a story versus just, like, a recap of a game. Do you feel, do you think your parents have clippings of all of your articles? I know my parents have clipping of every article. My granny, my granny is like scrapbooker extraordinaire, like stacks this thick of soccer of lit in high school. I will tell you what in high school, that was a point where I got wrote about a lot. So everything started to blend together at some point, but we just sold our house or my parents sold their house and they made me go through all of the memorabilia Anything that wasn't the first place trophy, tossed out. Right in the trash. Right in the trash. So, I mean, that left a lot to be kept. But even then, I I ditched a lot of stuff, which felt... So you had to, like, go through Molly's shrine? Yep. Of all your stuff? Uh-huh. When did it... Does it ever... I stopped playing sports in high school. Does it ever get old? Did it ever get old? Were you like, yeah, those are just, just another trophy? Me? I would, when you were saying that, I was thinking about like burning out, like did soccer ever get old? And I think I burned out like twice, but in terms of like the accolades, it was always fun. There was never like an ego or something was like too little, but it did just become a standard at some point. So, you know, freshman year of high school, when you get all conference, it's like, all right, that's a a brick and then now you're all state and then all Midwest. So it kind of just laid a brick versus like, or a standard for me personally. And then, okay. Rolling into Adam. I just, I started recording cause we were just chatting about it. Molly's great. Molly's been on so many, she's been in, in, in so many like press conference news articles, but never any podcasts. So I just had to, it's a brand okay. new medium. It's a brand yeah. new medium for Molly. So transitioning from high school to college sports, what was that like? I think I had a unique experience because I tore my ACL literally the week after state for high school. 
So it was heartbreaking and threw a huge wrench into everything. Um, so I remember being sad for many reasons, but calling my coach and saying, I'm not going to be contributing come the fall. Um, it was harder to get to know the girls that were playing and it was harder to adjust because that was like the one thing that a, I loved B I like knew I was good at and C just being a student athlete is hard to begin with, but being a student athlete who's also hurt is even harder because it's like attending everything and then another job to get better and back to full force. So I got super close with the other girls that were injured. It was definitely like, I felt like I was peak pandemic of ACLs in female college <laughs> athletes. So there was myself and like four other girls who were in the same position. Um, you have your own little cohort. Yeah. I just went to one, like I was the only girl from that, my young class going to her wedding a couple weekends ago. So it definitely brought us closer. It's also very hindsight. Like my mom will still bring up, she's like, you're only as happy as your saddest kid. And she remembers me being so sad freshman year. Like I don't cry a lot, but I was so sad. Um, I was in physical pain. I was in emotional pain, just like, yeah, being very, very out of my comfort zone. Um, when I know athletics, that's like one huge perk is to have a built-in community come day one. And it totally was going from being the very best at the high school level. And then everyone was the very best at the high school level. So now it's like, who's going to level up? Um, and who's going to sink or swim very much so. When you have that, like you have that identity feeling too around what your performance is. And I, I love what you talked about of that built-in community, but it's almost like that community with contingencies, right? Like you can be a part of the community as long as you can keep up and level up with the rest of us. And that's tough when you, you've got that, that injury there. And it's competing. I mean, it's very much like, okay, friends off the field and like, friends to a point on the field, like you want to play, you want to be one of the 11 and then you want to be one of 15 who are actually contributing. So it's like a very fine line of like being nice and being friends versus like, I want to see the field. Like I want to be better than you. I, I can still like you, but I want to be better. This is great. Um, <laughs> so Molly, uh, all right. Welcome to another edition of the NIL show. I'm Steven with our co-host, Adam Cook, Sean Allenby recovering from honeymoon. Um, and we have the newest member to our NIL team, Molly Pfeiffer. Adam, you're really good at intros. You've given some of our guests, Molly's part of the family now. Do you want to give, yeah. do you want to give Molly's like walkout tunnel speech? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Super excited to have Molly. Um, Steven and I both have actually known Molly for a little bit. Um, but Molly has a, a super wide range of experiences in athletics. She was an administrative assistant for men's basketball at Marquette, where she also was a standout student athlete on the women's soccer team. After graduating, she moved uh, to the West Coast, joined the strength and conditioning staff at the very competitive uh, Stanford University. Um, after her time there, she uh, spent some time doing personal training, as well as served as a project coordinator at Paragon Marketing Group, where she oversaw a lot of the NCAA Gatorade accounts. 
Um, and then those all naturally, of course, led her to our <laughs> doorstep at Canvas Inc., where she is our NIL athlete success manager. So Molly, thanks for uh, being a part of the family. Thanks for being a part of the crew. And thanks for joining us today. Of course. Family is the perfect word. How? Uh, okay, Molly. So you were four weeks into Canvas Inc., as our first ever athlete success manager in the history of NIL sports at Campus Inc., how has four weeks of work been so far? This is your four-week review. <laughs> enjoyable, enjoyable to begin with. Um, definitely, like, I'm a morning person and enjoy coming into the office, which was like a new phenomenon for me. Um, everyone's been super welcoming, which I know is cliche to say, but it, I mean it. I mean, it was a huge learning experience for me. Like. I've seen many different edges of college athletics, but the NIL, which is like, I mean, a unicorn, obviously at this point was something that was still really foreign to me as is everyone still on a day by day basis, but felt very, um, confident in like my ability to contribute elsewhere. Like you guys obviously understand the NIL base to the best of its capability presently, Myself, I don't, but I've still felt comfortable being able to contribute into like reorganizing processes and like having a new perspective of like how the student athlete or like more recent student athlete might be managing time, thoughts, efforts. So at the end of the day, it's just exciting and hopeful and like ceiling is untouchable right now, which is what's most exciting to me. I remember in our initial interview process, I think I even just gave you a shout out on LinkedIn recently about this. One of the things that you said was, you know, I was like, Hey, uh, uh, there's a lot of ambiguity in what we're doing right now. And you immediately came back with, yeah, you're the ones that are solving the problems for the first time. And that's something that's really exciting to be a part of. And, um, you know, I'm cast, I think what we're doing here is great. So casting the vision to potential new hires is really exciting. And then all of a sudden they accept the offer and you're like, all right, now we got to deliver on that vision and deliver on the things we're actually doing. A hundred percent. I mean, I remember, yeah, initially thinking it was like, uh, thinking it was very much like a intro call, like just getting to know the position and the, and the company. And then it went so forward, like, all right, let's meet the team. And I was like, all right, sweet, cool. When you looked at the NIL space and you realized like no one's touched it, why were you excited to jump into it? Like what, what you've obviously been really successful in your past as a competitor and, and in marketing and, you know, and everything you've done, why do you feel like you were like, I got to go do this? Yeah, NIL space specifically, I mm-hmm. it's the opportunity. Um, it's kind of the unknown that is what's exciting to me. Um, I know, Stephen, in our like interview process, it was, how are you continuing to learn? I think a lot of people are so complacent, even in personal and professional life. Um, so even when you are asking me, like, what's the last book you read? That's something that's so valuable to me because that's a non-negotiable in my personal life, professional life of like just wanting to learn and be a sponge. So the NIL space as a whole, that was one of the best opportunities that I could find myself learning. Um, Campus Inc. specifically, I think the best part about it is I'm not, yeah, toot, toot, toot the own horn, but like <laughs> as a woman, as a women's soccer player, as a non-revenue generating sport athlete, the opportunity that Campus Inc. gives literally from top to bottom opportunity, that's what was most exciting to me. 
Um, you didn't know your po- your four week review was going to be a live podcast. Now that'd be um, <laughs> yeah. we five, performance five reviews on prep. a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so let's talk about that. So we created this role called like athlete success manager, athlete development manager, and essentially like you're going to be responsible for making sure the athletes are successful. Where do you even start with that? <laughs> um, and we have what five hundred athletes. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you even start with that? Uh, it definitely started as a conversation between Adam and I and just understanding the process from top to bottom as best we can so that I can try and build out or like what's our end goal and then trying to work back from literally point A of conversation mm-hmm. all the way to executing on point C. So kind of working backwards. I do think that first impressions are are huge. Um, and I feel like today was actually like my first, not first day as, as an athlete success manager. I feel like the first three weeks were very like getting into it, understanding the process. And then for today to be one of the first days where I actually got to like DM an athlete and like get content from them to put them on a pedestal for our platform. Today was even literally just this morning was something that really gave insight into what the future of this role has. So back to the question of where to start, it's like making that good first impression off the bat. Again, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot. We're solving the problems as we go. What are the super important things, you know, when you're working with an athlete or you're having a conversation with them in your mind, what are like, Hey, these are the important things that we have to nail for you as we kind of go through the process. I think that for me personally, it's just listening and like trying to understand their communication flow, like what even to the simplest of like, I started emailing and Sean's like, oh, I actually think it'd be better like to just DM them. And like, even just Mm -hmm. transitioning from like that very professional, like typical structured email into like building a, a more like that fine line of personal professional relationship with these athletes. So for me, it's, it's unwavering waters. It's, it's definitely each time learning something new and each conversation that I have with them, trying to learn one more thing about them. Um, and just like finding that very fine line of not oversharing, but really just listening. That's like a skill that I think I'm good at is active listening, uh, versus like projecting my thoughts or just listening for me to initially respond back to them. So Molly, what are conversations? So I think what's really interesting and something that I've learned, people are like, how do you communicate with the athletes from like whatever way they want to chat, like text, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Athletes are very informal. They're not going to sit on their email and go back and forth. Right. So I think what's very insightful is like, you're going to them to their place of comfort to be able to communicate. Right. But like, what kind of conversations have you started to have with athletes? Is it, you know, like, yeah, like if if I were a fly on the wall in those conversations, what, what do they sound like? Sounds like, you know, I'm 27, a 27 year old person who's trying to set you up for success. Like really just asking (laughs) questions. Like I do need things from you. Like it's not, I'm not, you know, messaging them to, at this point, I do need something from them. So it's giving context and like a platform while also 
asking for something that I need from you, but it's asking something that I need from you so that this process is smoother and you don't have to hear from me 10 more times and (laughs) you're going to succeed. Like I, you're going to succeed. Hence the role, hence the title. What is success? Like, how do you, you are in a brand new role with a company paving brand new ground with athletes who have never made money before, who are very new to it. What, what is success to you in this, both in this role and perhaps like for your athletes? For me personally, I think, and I think Adam and I were kind of just chatting about goals. Um, for me personally, it is solidifying as like, boring as it sounds is like solidifying processes. I, again, we've been flying or you guys have been flying with like getting through to an extent. And so for me, success is, yeah, finding these patterns, finding these solutions versus band-aids that we can continue to adopt time and time again. And then, you know, fingers crossed, ideally being able to continue to expand so that these things that we know are in place and the things that we don't know, those are where we can dedicate our time and energy to. So for me personally, it is the process side of things. Um, and obviously the athletes having a good experience, what that good experience looks like for a student athlete, um, it's kind of twofold. Um, money makes the world go round to some extent. So yeah, success is getting money. Like obviously as Adam introed, I worked as a administrative assistant on the men's basketball side. I had an income in college and I loved it. It was great. It allowed some variation of freedom, but more so just I'm really good with my money now. And um, so I think that that professional development is something that is success alongside sales, putting, put it like putting gear in the hands of people that care about them or want them to win. That is, uh, that's twofold. Yeah. I mean, we're selling shirts to make student athletes money, right? And that's a big piece of it. We, we want, we want them to make as much money as we can. Um, yeah. I like what you said too, about, you know, there's, there's a process in place, um, not to maybe take the excitement out of it, but Hey man, we want this to be as smooth for you as possible. Right. So here's what to expect. Here's how we move forward. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. You mentioned what you were kind of doing previously. Um, and I know you were at Paragon for a while working on some Gatorade accounts, servicing some of those accounts. What, what, what was your role at Paragon and, and kind of what did you do servicing those university accounts for Gatorade? It wasn't super dissimilar to at least these first three weeks. Um, but it was less of an expansion and it was less autonomy. So these were processes that had already been in place um, with a brand like Gatorade that has been so established. So I came into at a point where they knew like their knowns were there were a lot of knowns. Um, And so their processes were I could visualize what my career looked like a year from now, three years from now, Um, which to some extent or to some people is awesome. Um, so for me, it was very much a maintenance. I had like 13 NCAA properties that I would help them throughout the year. High points being all of their summer camps, um, 
And then I definitely held a separate role for more at the high school level, having, you know, seven different markets across the country and connecting with their Gatorade reps and again, trying to build the brand and expand on their reach. So it was very organizational. It was very communication-based and very relationship-based. So a lot of skills that transfer over this way, um, but just a different space, a different beast, but enjoyed my time. Definitely enjoyed my time there too. So Molly, you talk a little bit about like the maintenance side of it, right? Like what we're doing at Indiana, we'll just use Indiana as an example, it's going to require a heavy lift to get it up in the air, right? And then it's going to require quite a bit of like maintaining it, right? Can you talk a little bit about what the lift is in place that we have to do at Indiana to get them? And we're launching, Adam, we're launching Indiana when? Uh, first week of August. <laughs> first week of August. Put the 20- Rule number one, okay. never give yourself a hard date. <laughs> Put the $20 up, Stephen, two. right? Rule number two, publish it on a podcast of what date you're going to be live. <laughs> Me and Adam go have some funny jokes of our friends doing that and some other companies. So we'll figure we'd just follow suit. So we're going to try and launch yeah. Indiana by August, first week of August. Um, and there's some other schools right behind it. What's the lift involved in building that out from being at campusing for the last four weeks? It's getting... Every Indiana student athlete, like literally the like the check boxes, honestly. There's not a ton of stuff on the front end of things that have to be done, but they are vital, 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 vital. Like from a legal standpoint, from a legal standpoint, um, there's just things that have <laughs> to be done um for even us to get to like the fun creative part. So the lift is the conversations that just have to be had. Um, so yeah, it, it does come down to the W9. It does come out to their direct deposit information and then it gets to be the fun stuff, at least on my end. It is a lot of that like initial info that maybe doesn't feel super fun for athletes that are listening who are, you know, either thinking about getting the NIL space or maybe there are our current athletes who are at a school we're about to launch. What, like, What are you like, man, I am pulling my hair out or, you know, it's like pulling teeth trying to get this information from student athletes, but I can't do anything until we get it done. Is there anything besides like the W9 direct deposit info? Like what, what are your biggest obstacles that athletes can solve quickly to get the process moving forward? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think being just timely, I know, obviously speaking as a student athlete, I know there's a lot going on, but for me, like there's no better feeling than like having a to-do, a physical written to-do list and crossing something off. So to be able, it's like very process or like it's set up very nicely where every link is there that they need. Um, so to be able to literally just block out one single 20 minute block of time versus like five separate five minute blocks of time. For me, that sounds just so much more manageable. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that fact and just making it a priority. Um, I think if it's something that you really want to participate in, you're going to put the time and effort into doing it. Yeah. Keep and asking questions. Yeah. If it's like putting it off because you don't know something and I know it's really hard to ask questions as from 18 to 22, it's 
it's scary, but creating an env- environment that they feel comfortable in, you know, put it like literally putting a face to the name, like, okay, I have a question. I'm asking Molly and this is what she looks like. And this is what she sounds like. And you know what I think is, is interesting some of these individuals have never filled out direct deposit information, W-9 information, mm-hmm. going through contracts, right? We do, we have a simple contract, right? Going through a questionnaire about creative and designs and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that's where when we were looking for someone in this role, it was someone who's been in their shoes before, right? Who understands it from a competitive standpoint, but also can understand they have a really rigorous schedule, and you have to be patient as well, right? We've had athletes that are like, hey, when am I going to get paid? And I was like, I need you to fill out that direct deposit form. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can you Venmo me? Like, mm, no, not really. I, I need to do it. Like, why can't we Venmo? Because of compliance, because we yeah. need to let the universities know what money you're making, all those different things. So in some regard, you're also like a career counselor for them for, for life. And these are skills that they're going to have for the rest of their life, just just as you learned uh, in college. Um, and so, you know, after we get the administrative part out, you know, then Adam, what does it look like? What's the lift look like at Indiana from there? Yeah, at Indiana. And this is where Molly and I are working on a lot is, is really starting the creative side. And that's, that's, I think the next part of that lift, uh, Molly, that you were kind of alluding to of the fun stuff of like, okay, now we can start on understanding a little bit about, who you are creatively, what your style is, what your aesthetic is. And that's where you're working really closely with, uh, with Brock to build out, you know, some of those, um, design guidelines that we can execute on the creative that, you know, that they want to see in their merchandise. Um, and especially, you know, as we lead towards a, a, a big school launch like this, again, it's just that lot of work on the front end of, early communication, often communication, and that timeliness in feedback from the athletes is crucial. Um, cause like we said, we just, we, we, we put a date on it. We hold ourselves to the first week of August. So we got to hear back. <laughs> we got to hear back from everybody and make sure we can, uh, get stuff moving forward as much as possible. Adam, how many, like, since we've launched Indiana, we've started to sign our athletes up. What is it over a hundred? How many athletes do we expect to have there going into the fall? Yeah, we um, currently today, we have, I don't remember the exact number, Molly, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have uh, around 130 um, active athletes today. And when we launch in the fall, we will be probably near the 225, 250 range. Um, so we're looking at, at probably doubling where we're at right now as we go into the fall. And, and so what's really critical about this is, you know, the athletes all have to be onboarded, compliant, direct deposit information set up. Um, but more importantly, they all have a login that they can see how much money they're making in real time. So like we've got a lot of cool technology that we're building on the back end to do this all. But some of it actually has to be done now. Like what's really been great is at Indiana, they've been able to, to help coach and mentor the athletes as well and kind of like keep them moving through the process. Uh, which has been fantastic. And that's due to some new legislation in NIL that's that's allowed them to do this. Um, now, Adam, that platform at Indiana is going to be what we call like a white label, right? Could you explain a little bit about how that's going to work? Yeah. So what we've done at, at Campus Inc. and I think where we can really help solve a lot of these problems for the institutions is on that back end side of that NIL merchandise holistic solution. And so what we're building for Indiana and as well as, you know, 10 to 12 other schools 
is their own uh, kind of white labeled NIO merchandise website where everything is branded Indiana. Everything is labeled, you know, Hoosier athletes. It's a one-stop shop. If you want to shop any NIO merchandise for Hoosier student athletes, it's the one place you can go. Um, everything will be, like I said, branded Indiana, branded Hoosiers, all student athletes. Um, you know, it's, it's the one place where you can get all of your NIL merchandise for that university. Sweet. So as, as you know, we kind of told Molly the first week, you're going to be building out a department of, of, of clones of yourself, right? What do you imagine if you could imagine athlete success at Campus Inc., call it three years from now, like dream for a second. What does that look like? What does that look like as we're building this out? It looks like, again, similar finding those bases that can be replicated across every single university that we are able to build out that total school solution for, but having myself times 5, 10, 15, <laughs> and having a unique relationship with each of those schools. So having every single school feel like the number one account, the number one customer, um, being able to text, DM, call, fly, have lunch with every single person or like a school that would sit above me, under me, whatnot. So it's definitely having those bases, having those bricks, but then having the physical bandwidth to treat every single university and every single student athlete like their coach, like a coach to have a relationship as, as close as that. I think the awesome thing about these total school solutions is they really do build out as a community right? They really do, you know, we build Instagram communities around them. We build, um, you know, this massive fan base, we advocate for them on social channels. And so we really do build this active community for the student athletes out. And, uh, yeah, when you, you know, when you cast that vision, Molly, when I think about it, uh, I'm right there that that's, what's exciting is having somebody be the advocate in that community for these student athletes at that school, making them, you know, number one priority for sure. I, I think what's really interesting that we're really trying to focus on and replicate at Illinois is different levels of, of communication and, and different skill sets that can help us out. And I mean that like even at the student level, right, we run the Illinois Instagram for the NIL store and it's run by some students that help us out. We have some of those students working on some of the creative um, and then our full-time team is working with some of the bigger athletes and bigger names, but there's no student like left behind in the mix meaning we're able to have bandwidth from, from non-rev sports to rev sports to starters to bench warmers, and then being able to surface and talk to licensing and the NIL directors there. That's what a total school solution looks like, right, from top to bottom. And so that's yeah. why I think we're so careful about, you know, as we work with these schools, um, we take their brand and their athletes really seriously because if we mess up that experience for one athlete, it's over for that team, right? And I think that's what's so critical. And that's where the methodicalness of Molly and process is, is going to be critical. So this is super cool. Molly, any last words about NIL or anything? Uh, um, any, any, uh, any closing remarks? Um, now's your time to give Adam's performance review as <laughs> yeah. Well, 360 first, reviews here. My one, sure. my one note is, uh, yeah, get ready for the first week of August, guys. 
performance review for Adam is just super intelligent um, and easy to have a conversation with. Like it, it is a conversation. It's not being talked to or talked at. It feels very comprehensive and very inclusive. So I tip my All right. All right. Official, officially booked for a return visit because <laughs> of those nice words. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this was a fun episode. Like I said, we want to be interviewing a lot of guests. We also want to be interviewing and, and letting our, our customers and our students and athletes know about our family and, and what we're all about. So this is Molly Pfeiffer from Campus Inc. Adam Cook and myself, Steven, signing off for another episode of the NIL Show. Thanks so much, everyone. Hey everyone, Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any teamwear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise, we're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.